Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel. And we're so excited to be in for the premiere of Corso and Catone. And we are the real deal New England feel. And we are happy to be joining you. So excited to be joining you weekly. It is the 12th day of January 2021. We're going to be joining you every week, every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, like we are tonight. All sports on the table all the time. And we want to make sure we talk about the Patriots, the Bruins, the Celtics, the Revolution, the Red Sox. And we're going to talk about the New York Yankees for those Rhode Islanders out there that are diehard Yankee fans like Mark, like myself. And we want to hear from you. Hey, look, we're Patriots fans. So we keep our Patriots phone number 855-313-PATS, 855-313-7287. And our producer, Joe Guarneri, will be joining us too, but he's got us up on YouTube Live. It's a radio show, but you have the ability to be able to see us too all on YouTube, that live live broadcast to see us, hear us, chat in. We want to hear your thoughts. Everything's on the table, all sports related, and we'll get it back to New England sports, we promise you. And I'm joined by my longtime broadcast partner, as always, Mark Catone. And Mark, listen, welcome in to Corso and Catone. We are the real deal, New England Field, Absolutely. Mark. Absolutely. How, how do you feel about that tonight? Listen, I'm excited, Chris. This is a new chapter in our show. And um, listen, we're going to give it to you straight. We're not going to pussyfoot around or BS around. Listen, we're not associated with any of these teams. We're sports fans, just like everybody else in New England is. And we're going to give you our honest opinion. And we're going we're gonna to cut to the truth and, and tell you what we really think and what's really going on out there. So this is the real deal. And maybe, and you know what, maybe we'll get lucky and Mark will, you know, maybe hey, he'll listen, lose it a little bit and throw a few know, items no, around. Joe, Joe Guarneri, our producer, he's always happy when, when Mark starts throwing his equipment around his microphone, his headset and, and every other thing. And listen, we're going to work out the kinks, you know, there's going to be a few little things going on, but we're going to work through it with you. Um, and Mark, listen, to start off, it's NFL season. It's playoff season. We know the Patriots are out of it, but there's still a lot of Patriots talk. There's still a lot going on, and, and no, nothing is more in the headlines uh, than Bill Belichick today with, uh, with what's going on with this award and, and whether or not he was going to accept it or not accept it. And for those of you who don't know, President Trump uh, offered to Bill Belichick uh, the the Presidential Medal of Freedom. It's the highest uh, honor a civilian can get. Uh, and other, other sports figures have gotten it over the years, um, over, over history. Uh, but it is the highest honor you can get. And, you know, naturally, with all the things that are going on and all the current state of events, um, there was some question as to whether or not, you know, Belichick would, is, is he going to accept it? Should he accept it? Should he be, uh, you know, should he even be, you know, in, involved in that sort of, sort of discussion right now with, with, with all the things that have happened. And look, Mark, he's aligned himself, you know, with Trump over the last four years. Well, they've been, um, yeah, they've been friends for years. Right. And so... Four, last four years. Right. So now, you know, with, with, with everything that's going on and the current pulse of the, um, of the state of the country... Uh, and listen, we're a sports show. We're not a political show. But look, this is this is this is hot in the topics. This is this is part of what's going on in the sports world right now. You know, other other honorees in the past have been uh, golfers. You know, Annika, Annika Sorenstam, Gary Player um, have gotten this award in the past. So, Mark, what do you what's your reaction now? And and for those of you who don't know, he did decline. Um, 
yesterday, Belichick declined uh, to take the award. Uh, and, and basically what you know what he said he, he issued a, he issued a statement basically saying uh subsequently the you know he's declining and the tragic events of last week that occurred um have affected that decision to be made uh he said above all um he's an american citizen with great reverence for our nation's values freedom democracy he also represents the new england patriot family and his patriots team um and one of the, he said one of the most rewarding things in his professional career took place in 2020 when through great leadership within his team, conversations about social injustice, equality, and human rights moved to the forefront. Uh, and he was uh, with supporting his team in that regard. So, Mark, what do you think about this? Well, I, I didn't think he would accept, Chris. I mean, with everything that's going on around the country, I didn't think he would accept. I thought he would he would err on the side of, listen, I, I can't go. And you got to remember something. He's a, he's a history guy, right? He's a real history guy, Belichick. I mean, he was a, he, he's a Navy guy. His father was a Navy guy. They both were at Annapolis. They both coached there. They, they, he's got close ties there. Um, so I, I found it hard to believe when the news broke that he would actually attend and 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 take this medal of freedom, even though I think he realizes the significance of the award, because I think he is a historian, you know, but, but there was no way he, with everything that went on, that he was going to go accept that award. I, I, I would have been shocked, Chris, if he said he was attending, I would have been absolutely shocked. You know, and Mark, it, it, that, that, you know, that's, and that's the, uh, that's the sad part about all this, you know, I mean, because when you boil it back down and, and look, whatever your political affiliation is, um, Democrat, Republican, do you like, do you, did you vote for Trump? Did you like Trump? Did you not? Did you know what your views are and what took place last week, which, you know, it's, it's tragic. It's, it's all tragic of what's been going on. Um, and like I said, we're not a political show. You know, if you want to talk about politics, you know, there, I'm sure there's some other places out there you can do that. Um, but as it relates to sports, the sad part about it is you're right. It's a, it's a huge honor. You know, it's the highest civilian award uh, that can be awarded. Uh, you know, to, to, again, to a civilian, to somebody who's not in the military or something, something like that. And it's, it's just, it kind of sucks that, that he can't accept an award like that, you know? And, and, but, you know, the one thing, the one thing I will say is you want, if he was it, like, like if he were coming to me, Mark and saying, Hey, you know, cause you know, he would come to me, right. He would come he to would. me and ask me, Hey, Chris, you know, Hey, Corso, uh, Give me your opinion on whether or not I, because he cares, because he really gives a damn about. Of course about he does. Listen, he consulted with you before he took Harry in the draft, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, he's not coming to me and asking me for anything. But if he did, if he did, if he came to me and said, hey, what do you think I should do about this? You know, I mean, how, how should I handle something like this? The, th the thing I would always say is be true to your convictions. You know, be a person that stands true to what you believe if you believe that accepting an award like this from this individual um, is appropriate and you feel strongly about doing that, then do it, you know, then go down there and take the award, you and know, you and, and, and if you don't, if you feel like, you know, it's too tumultuous, um, it's just too hot down there, go, things going on, you don't like some of the things the, uh, uh, that, that have been happening or, you know, whether or not, and again, notice I'm not talking about did Trump have something to do with 
with what went on at the Capitol? Didn't he have something to do with what? Did he egg it on? Did he, you know, impeachments and all this other nonsense that we're not, Mark and I are not equipped to deal with that, okay? The bottom line is this. It's, it's, it's an individual situation. You know, if you're looking at, if he's looking at Trump and saying, look, I love the award. I love, I love the fact that I'm able to, you know, can be considered for something like this, but I just can't accept it under the current circumstances because I don't like the message that may, that, that, that may bring with it, you know, as if I'm condoning activities, behaviors, things like that, then I get it. That that's being true to your convictions in that regard, you know? What I would hate to have happen is there to be an influence to say, because Mark, this has been a question out there, and I want to know what you think about this, because the, the biggest question Patriots fans and people were talking about is saying, hey, look, if he goes and accepts this award, what does that mean? Does that mean nobody wants to play for the Patriots anymore? Nobody wants to play for the, because let's face it, most of the athletes, most of the players, you know, have, 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 come, have come out against Trump. And down on Trump. Most have. I mean, I mean, I think it's fair to say that, right? Because that's what you see um, yeah. all, 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 all yeah. the media. Yeah. And is there a fear that, you know, free agents won't come and play for New England? Uh, you know, and that yeah. kind of thing. And, 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 and that would be the sad part to, to, to basically, and it's a little disingenuous too. I mean, if he's sitting there saying, geez, I'm not going to do this because I don't think anybody's going to come and play for my team anymore. That would be a little think, disingenuous. Listen, I don't think that's Belichick. I don't think as, as, based on the history of Belichick. Um, I don't think that's what drove his decision. I think what drove his decision is his own personal convictions and his own personal beliefs, because that's the type of person he is. I don't think he listens to that outside noise. And I don't think he really cares about the outside noise. I think it was his own personal conviction that, Hey, for whatever, you know, he, he doesn't think it's a good idea and doesn't agree with accepting this award at this point in time. And, and, and he even, um, notes the fact of, of, you know, he loves his country and, and, and all the things he's done with his team around race and diversity and, 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 and tolerance and acceptance. And, and because of all of that, he, he just felt as though it wasn't appropriate to accept that this award at this time. And I, and I think he was being true to his convictions. I don't think in his mind, I don't think he was thinking anything about free agents and people wanting to play in New England. I think it was his own personal beliefs and that's why he said, you know what? I cannot accept this award because that's who he is, Chris, right? He's well, a, he, you know, you know, and that's the, and see, that's the problem. And, and that's the issue with it all is, is, you know, everybody has a slant, you know, everybody has an agenda slant and how they're talking. So when you listen to all the, when you listen to the media, you listen to the, the sports media. And as I've heard over in Boston, the Boston sports media over the last couple of days, you, you know, it's to me, it's our job. And, and Lamarck, hey, listen, we're part of the sports media. We're part of the Boston yeah. sports media, you know? And I think it's our, it's our job to bury that and, 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 and report and, and present what we're on topic to present. Yeah. You know, but I'm listening to some of these guys and they're talking about how disgusting it is and how, you know, just it would be an atrocious atro atrocity for him to do something like this, for him to go down there. And, they, and, and what that does is that pulls their views out onto the table. Mm -hmm. I mean, they might as well just be giving their political views rather than being doing the job that they're paid to do. Now, yeah, their opinion is their opinion. And if their opinion is that is a, a, a atrocity that he would even consider accepting an award from this 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 particular president okay but to me i think that we have a higher responsibility than that even to also and to look to, to scale it back and say look 
my views are my views, but I'm, I'm looking at what's going on in the, on, on, in the landscape. And like he said, he told you, Belichick said in the statement, you know, he's flattered to have the opportunity to receive the medal. Um, but storming the Capitol, you know, which may have yeah. accused Trump of inciting, changing his mind, so on, subsequent to those events, as he said, on and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mark. I think, I think that he, he is showing in that bland way he likes to show that he is in support of, of, of the cause, of the team, of the players, of the people that and the things that he's heard around him. And I think he must feel that, hey, look, if I go down there and, you know, while it is a great honor to, to, to be considered for an award like this, to go and accept it under these circumstances would send the wrong message to somebody that has this much influence. And I don't like some of the things that are going on. Therefore, you know, I'm graciously going to decline. And I think that's the, that the proper way. Uh, it's not for me to say, you know, it's not for these guys on Boston sports media to say what he should and shouldn't do. Right. Yeah. No, it's, you know, I mean, I don't, you know, but the thing is, Mark, nobody's ever going to offer us a medal anyway. Um, so for, for, for anything. So we'll just, uh, but listen, it's, it's huge. It's, it's in, it's in, the, it's in, it's all over the place right now. Um, and just like everything else, it's polarizing. I mean, everything to do with the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, he's a polarizing out figure, you know, what yeah. he does, it affects people. People react to it in different yeah. ways. So, you know, I, I, I applaud his decision because I, I think you're right. I think it has to do with how he's built and how, you know, and doing things true to his convictions. And as long as, as long as he does that, I can't ask for anything more. But so, again, with that, but yeah, listen, we want to hear from you. What would any of you think out there around the country about this situation? Again, 855-313-PATS. 855-313-7287. Uh, we got some people chatting in already. Uh, Megan chats in. She's so excited for this. So we appreciate you also, Megan. So pay attention, listen in, call in. We want to hear uh, what you all think about this. And Mark, listen, staying on topic with Belichick, um, you know, where's his conviction as it relates to the GM spot now? Because we talk about the reaction to Casario leaving. So another big news last week was uh, Nick Casario uh, was hired by the Houston Texans to be their G Texans to be their GM, um, thus leaving the Patriots after. And and Casario was part of the New England Patriots for what twenty the whole twenty years. Yeah, he, he, was he was a member of that organization, part of every single championship at different levels. What do you think, Mark? Well, I don't. I <clears throat> we've been as you know, I've been a critic. Of, of Casario the last several years of the whole draft board. And, 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 and from what we've heard the last week or so, not that he has left, is he played a big role in, 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 in bringing in the information and, and organizing what went into creating that draft board. So based on our last few drafts, uh, if he had that much influence, I say, see you later. Uh, I'm kind of glad he left. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. Um, however, replacing him, I think um, Ziegler is his assistant um, for player development and um, GM. He was interviewing too. He was interviewing in Denver, but but I think if he ends up <coughs> staying, 
I, you know how Belichick is. I know, I know the name, you know, Scott Pioli and different people's names have been thrown out there. But you know how Belichick is. Belichick, once he starts to develop talent from within, he kind of sticks within the organization. So if Ziegler sticks around here, he may not give him the official title, but you may see Ziegler take on a bigger role and, and, and become – you know, somebody that's involved in that. That's just how he is, Chris. That's just how but Bill Mark, is. What is that? What you is know? that not a fig, not giving him the official title, though? Well, they, we're, we're, we're famous. That, that's pay- what we do, Patriots. right? That's what we do. That's what we do. I'll be I mean, shocked, what is it Chris, with the Patriots if somebody gets... Stuff? I mean, so what... I'll be shocked if somebody gets Cesario's title that he owns. You know, you know this, is one of the, this is one of the criticisms that I have of this team, Um is, is that whole mysterious, you know, what does he do here? You know, what is his job here? You know, are you that? Do you, what, what is the, what, why, why can't they name a GM? Why can't they do what normal situations are where you bring in a GM to do a job and this is defined, this is the role. And maybe it's within, maybe it's defined within, you know, what their role is and it's not necessarily the title, but what is that? Is that an egotistical thing on Belichick's part? I mean, is there a reason? that you just can't give a – because I think they've lost people. I mean, it, it's fair to say – I mean, they've lost a lot of front personnel, and you hear rumblings that, hey, you know, they're not – there's no advancement there, or, or the promotion track is not clear in New England, and therefore right. we leave to go other places. And I do think, Chris, they've uh, got – people have left to go other places because um, it's come to light the last few drafts that um, his, his scouts and his player personnel people bring him information – and help create a draft board and he doesn't listen to them or, or, or list, listens and then says, okay, fine, but I don't agree and takes the, the word of it. And we talked about this on, on Pat's nation um, after a couple of the games, he takes the word of an assistant coach from a college or, or a coach of college, uh, someone he's got a relationship in college um, over his scouts. And a perfect example of that was Harry. None of his player personnel guys on their board. And, and this came to light over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Brea brought this up. Harry was not on their board. He was like halfway halfway down their board. They had two, three, four guys ahead of him. And Belichick took the advice of a, a person he had a relationship with, the receiver coach at Arizona State. And he said, no, way. he liked the, the interview he had with him. And he put Harry in that first round spot. So I think when that happens, these guys are going to go to other organizations, Chris, and they have been because – if he's not going to listen to me, what am I wasting my time here for? Yeah, and then, you know, and then what you happens? You know the amount of time it takes to, to, to put together a, a, a board and to scout these guys and then for you to not pay, not listen and say, oh, well, I'm going to take the word of that assistant coach over you. Why would you stay here? Well, and again, that and that becomes and, and that becomes part of advancement as well because if you're not being listened to and, and it gets out that that's the case, you know, these guys need to worry about, hey, look, what's the perception out there? If yeah. Bill Belichick's not listening to me, these that must look like I don't know what the hell I'm doing, you know, if he's yeah. not listening to me. When, in fact, clearly in that situation that you're mentioning with Harry, Belichick didn't know what the hell he was doing. Or whoever he was listening to had no clue what they were doing because you got guys behind them, Samuel, Metcalf, Jefferson, uh, you know, Brown. AJ Brown, yeah. It, yeah. it just goes on and on and on the list. So, yeah, I mean, you know, so now what do they do next? I mean, that's, that's the big question is – Okay, where do you go from here? Now you you're talking about well, we promote they promote within, and that's typical Patriot Patriots fashion. What they would do is bring bring the next guy up. What's coming up the chain? 
But Mark, do you go back in time? Do you, do you, do you, do you start to look outside? I mean, guys like Pioli are interviewing for jobs right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scott Pioli had a huge, I mean, he was there for the big run. The, the, the old, the old, old one through old seven Pioli, run. Yeah. Pioli was there when you brought in some real talent. Yeah. And then, you know? and then uh, Thomas Dimitrov, uh, who got let go in, in, in Atlanta this season, he's out there and available. So you, do you, do you think Belichick takes that kind of route where you bring a guy? Cause I'll tell you what, I'd like to, that's the route I'd like to see. You know, I, I'd like to see the, the, I'd like to see the guys that, that have proven that have done it before for new England that you know Belichick trusts and listens to? Because look, Mark, if they couldn't the argument be made right now that if he's not listening to these people, then maybe they should bring in people he is going to listen to? Yeah. And wouldn't Scott or, Pioli or fall Chris, under that? I mean... Or Chris, has he, Belichick's ego got so big that it don't matter who you bring in here, he's not listening to them, and he's going to do what he wants to do. I hope not. Because if that's the case... Mark, if that's the case... Honestly, if that's the case, if you if you're sitting there saying, "Look, Belichick's not going to listen to anyone anymore, and he's just going to do whatever he thinks is right," and you know, you know, you know it's Bugs Bug Bunny playing first, it's Bugs Bunny playing second, it's Bugs Bunny. You know what I mean? Like, no, but he, he does really it all. Bought, but Chris, has he really bought into that? In Bill, we trust, like all the Patriot Nation, and Bill, we trust. Has he bought so much into that that he's like, you know what? I'm making the decision. I don't care what 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 others are telling me to do. This is my decision. I'm Bill, right? I don't know. I hope well, not, but you know. I, I, I could tell you this, and we're going to talk about, we're going to get the break in a second. And we're going to talk, come back and talk about this because if, if that's the case, if it, if it's in bill, we trust and he's not, and he's drinking, you know saying? saying we trust and, and, and I don't trust anybody else to do that. Then, you know, it's a pretty scary, it's a pretty scary idea thinking that way because now you don't trust any any of the people that are under you and obviously he can't be in all places at all times especially as he gets you know as as he becomes more mature okay and, and maybe yeah. he doesn't have that type of energy to do all that stuff but again now you start to wonder then about the mistakes then is he making huge mistakes and if the buck stops there what about brady and on the other side, we're going to talk about that. We're going to hear from our from our sponsors. We've got great sponsors that are back on board with us. Special Sauce Podcast, Jag Media Productions, Corso Law Group, Studio 42 Graphic Designs, Mountain View Home, Watch and Security. And so we want to hear from our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the mistakes that may have already been made, Mark. More Corso and Catone right after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And uh, thanks to Corso Law Group and the good, fine people over there, Mark. Listen, uh, so we we're talking on the front side of this about Belichick and his, you know, some of this, the buck stops here and he's not going to listen to anyone else. So... Are we rooting for Tom? Are we rooting for Tom? 
Well, you talk about that's a major because that's a major. You know, is that the major mistake in Belichick's career? It is. is it? Gonna, it is. But I'm going to say this, Chris. I think we got. I think if you're a New England Patriot fan, whether you want to or not, I think you got to root for Tom because I think the further Tom goes, the worse it's going to make Bill look in this organization look for moving on from him, and the better chance you have that they're going to go out into free agency and spend some some money. And, and, and they're going to really have to double down on the draft in, in free agency because, listen, you can't afford to have another six, seven and nine, six and ten season if Brady goes all the way to the Super Bowl or, or even the NFC Championship game and puts up a fight. Um, and if he goes to the Super Bowl and you're, he's playing in his home stadium down there in Tampa, <laughs> if he ever won it, what does that do? Oh, my oh my God. Can you imagine if he won it, what would happen over here with Belichick? What, what do you do? You said the man was washed up. You moved on from him. Yeah, Mark, listen, you know, and we, and I, I was talking to, I was talking to a friend of mine this week and, you know, he said to me, you know, it, it, he said to me, Hey, uh, are you willing to, you know, are you willing to admit that? Cause he, look, he, we, for those of you who don't know on our post game show with the Pats nation, Mark and I, you know, Mark and I were emphatic about, our, our position, or at least I was, I'm not going to speak for Mark. You know, I don't want to get things thrown at me. So I was, I was, you know, pretty, pretty adamant about the fact that I agreed with the decision the Patriots made. And, Cause again, I still feel like it was the Patriots decision. You know, I, I, you know, I, I feel like it was Belichick's decision. I think if they wanted to have Brady back, they would have had Brady back. Listen, this know? goes back to not last year, Chris. This is going back like 17 two, three years. Yeah, 18, yeah, yeah. If, 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 if decisions were made then properly, he would still be here. Right. And those decisions weren't made then. Yeah. And I think, I think if a, a decision was made to pay him, give him a contract or not all from year to year as they did, you know, and they said, well, we'll go year to year. And that basically told him, you know, we're, we're done. We're done with you, Tom. And that pissed yeah. him off. And he played the way he did last year. And he, he carried on the way he did. He took his little temper tantrum in New England, wouldn't throw to the rookies, all that that we've documented and, and everybody knows about. So, and I was on board with that decision to say, hey, look, you know, he's, he's going to be 43 years old. It's time to move on. I like bringing Newton in and all that. And my friend asked me, hey, um, you're going to admit on your show? Are you going to actually admit on your show that, that you, do you think you were wrong now? Do you backpedal off that? Are you going to admit that? And I said, you know, there was a long pause between texts there, Mark. I have to tell you, in that situation. And I said, uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure it'll come up is what I said. I texted back. I said, so I'm sure I'm sure it'll come up. So here it is coming up now. And it's a mistake, Mark. It, you know, it's a mistake, but you know, I'm going to qualify it. You know, I'm going to qualify it. I'm not going to just sit here and say, I made it, I screwed up and I made a mistake. It's a mistake because they did nothing. You know, that's where Belichick made the mistake. It's one thing to say, hey, we're going to move on from the best that ever did it because we just need to go in a different direction. You know, we need to regress and we need to move forward and all these other things that we thought were going to happen here. You know, they didn't do that though. Well, that's Chris, why it's a mistake. Well, Chris, if you are going to do as little as they did so at the quarterback Chris, spot. I, I don't think it's that simple. Right. So I think, yeah, it was a mistake, obviously. Right. Because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't prepare for that. If you were going to do that, you're right. What, what was your plan? If you were doing that, however, I think in Bill's head, he felt as though with my system and my coaching, I can just plug in anybody 
and we're going to go 10 and 6, 11 and 5, and we're going to make the playoffs. Well, guess what? That didn't happen. Right. Right? So I think we talked on the front side about his ego. Listen, I think the man has gotten bigger than the building. Okay? And I honestly believe, Chris, in his head, he thought, I can just plug in guys. I don't need Brady. My system and my coaching staff and my coaching, it'll work, and we'll make the playoffs, and we'll keep rolling. We may not win a Super Bowl, but we certainly won't go seven and nine. I think he was in shock that they went seven and nine. I'm going to be honest with you. And I think his frustration, Chris, showed up. I don't, was it the last game or was it the Buffalo game when he threw 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 the the telephone? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think his frustration came out a little bit there because I honestly don't think he ever thought that this is what this season would be like. Yeah, Mark, listen, I, so I, I agree. You know, you drink when you drink the own cool. And again, it's a mistake. It's a, it, and it's I'll a say mistake. It was yeah. a mistake to have gotten rid of Brady because you did nothing to improve. You did nothing to further that position nor any other position on the damn field. To, let, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, no. there are very, very few of the positions were advanced this season. But at the quarterback position, which is the most important position in, in all of sports, in my opinion, in the most difficult position, yeah, it's a mistake. If you were going to do nothing, what you did, then why not pay the man? Let him come back for the last couple of year, couple more years, and continue to have success. Continue to pull guys around them, bring guys in, bring pieces in, keep doing that. So yeah, it was a mistake. You know, it's a mistake in how he handled it. And Mark, I think you're right. That wake up call. And, and but the question becomes: Is it going to be a wake up call? And 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 we're hearing in from. Uh, Steve, thank you, Steve. Steve's one of our loyal listeners uh, all season long with the Pats Nation. So, Steve, welcome into Corso and Catone. He says, yes, of course we're rooting for, for Tom. Come on, he says. We didn't say we weren't rooting for Tom. We said it all season. Chris, listen. <laughs> we were rooting for Tom. Chris, listen, there's a little piece of me <laughs> that I want to see him win the whole thing. Yeah, I know. Listen, and I think it's a bigger piece than you than the mock's going to admit to. It's a bigger piece to both of us. Look, all season long, if you listen to us, we downed it all year. We had the Brady Belichick segments, and we talked about you know we want we want Belichick to win those because if Belichick's winning, that means the Patriots are winning. That means the Patriots are becoming successful and they're moving on from Tom Brady. But we always said, and I'll always continue to say, he's the best that ever did it. Yeah. And in le- and now seeing what I'm seeing now out of him, he's the best football player that I've ever seen. Okay, and and you know what, what what the the New England fan what the New England fan base oh. owes somebody like that, it's it can't be measured. You know, I mean, y- what he brought to the table and that bridge between coach and player and all the intangibles that he brings also. Yeah, you can't measure that. I mean, and and, and you can't possibly thank him enough for it. So. Of course, I, I don't want to see him fail. No, I don't want to see him fail. I mean, I, I want to see him have success, but you know, it just eats at you. I mean, if, if you're a kind of person that's sitting there saying, I want him to lose just because, you know, I just want him to lose. I'm just that crotchety, you know? I'm sure there's a lot of New England fans out there, the guys that remember the Hugh Millen days that are sitting there saying very thing, Mark, sitting in their chairs, kicking back with this saying, I hell with Tom Brady. I hope he loses every damn game, right? So, but the bottom yeah. line is the guy gave you everything he could give you. But, but getting back to Belichick as it relates to him. Yeah. You know, does he, this is a wake up call for him though, Mark. Is this enough of a wake up call for him to say what you said, exactly what you just said? Like, oh my God, I really thought we could plug and play. 
in that no, position I think, too. I, I think it's a wake-up call, Chris, because I'm going to be honest with you. I think Tampa's going to beat New Orleans next week. New Orleans didn't impress me the other day. I, I know. We Did anybody talking, though? Yeah, listen, we'll we were that. we were talking during the New Orleans game about New Orleans reminded you a little bit of the old Patriot teams that just you know they just did what they had to do to win, to win a playoff game because they knew they were that good and they move on to the following week. But I really think with Antonio Brown starting to hit his stride, I honestly think they're going to go into New Orleans and they're going to beat them. I'm going to be honest with you, but I just don't think they're going to lose three times to New Orleans. And New Orleans is noted to choke in the playoffs. So so I, I, I honestly believe Tampa Bay is going to go in and beat them Sunday night. Um, but anyway, so... That's my opinion. But getting back to what you were saying, do we really want to see him fail? No, of course we don't. Right? I don't. I want to see him be successful. Listen, he was the greatest to ever do it at that position, right? And you said the greatest player of all time. Well, you can argue maybe he's not. Maybe maybe it's Jerry Rice. I don't know. But if it's not Brady, it's either Rice or Brady. It's one of those two, Chris. He's in the conversation of the top two. That's for for sure. He did it. He did it at the most difficult position the most difficult thing to do in all of sports on the planet Earth no, you're right, is Chris. the quarterback position, especially no, right, in today's right. game. No, you're right, Chris. So, yeah, Rice, I get it. Athletic, at the athleticism of Rice and the work ethic and, and how he just performed over and over. Yeah, Rice, it's no question. But, no, I don't think it's close anymore. I just don't okay. think it's close, especially okay. if he goes and does what you suggest that he's going to do this weekend which is going and beating New Orleans and put himself back in a championship game again. Yeah. You know, at that point, it's – look who he's doing it with. I mean, you call you called Arians a buffoon for oh, – He's a cartoon character. I've been saying it all year. All year. He's a cartoon character. Right? So, you know, he, he's running yeah. that ship there. Oh, he absolutely is running the ship. You know, forget the OC there. I mean, this is he's the guy that's doing it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the, 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 the thing that we have to, as Patriots fans, have to think about and, and, and wonder to yourself, look, we're all human beings. Belichick's no, no exception to that, obviously. You hope the man set, sits back at the end of the season and says to himself, yeah, my, that whole plug-and-play idea just, you know, I really thought – I thought we were something that we weren't, but we're really not. I mean, we can't just stick somebody in there and expect it to go. This guy was that good. So I got to kind of adjust now how I'm I'm um, evaluating talent, evaluating the draft, and evaluating how I retain players also, which is something that – which in this circumstance is really nobody worth that, that, that much worth retaining anyway on this team. But hopefully you can In our defense, you, your defense and my defense, and maybe in Bill's defense, I think – People thought Cam Newton had a heck of a lot more left in the tank than he showed. Oh, I right? did. I, I definitely did. And, and and I'm thinking Belichick probably did, and he probably thought he was getting a steal when he got him at that reduced rate, right? Yeah. And, 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 and then I think even after the Seattle game, I think people were like, wow, you know what? We stole him. And then all of a sudden after the Seattle game, it was like he just went off a cliff and never was able to get back up. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, it was just the craziest thing I've seen that he looked so good in that Seattle game, got COVID, fell off a cliff and never got himself back up. I, I can't. You know, I, I don't know. I, I have no I idea what that was a, about. I expected but, a hell of a lot more from him. And, and I don't I think it, I don't think the Patriots should go anywhere near him. No, um, I won't. Listen, he's going to end up in Washington with Ron Rivera. You mock my words. That's the only landing spot for him. Chris. Nobody's going to give him any money. Yeah. To, to play after if you watch any of the film, who who will sign him? 
I, and I heard a story. There was a story. Uh, <laughs> there was a story last. Um, this story last week, and I, I don't know if it was Burt Breer or the MMQB. I think he threw this out there before the Patriots. Or was game. it Florio? I don't remember if it was Florio or Breer. Maybe Joe can look. Joe, you know, see if you can find that. But he, he, listen, there was that story that said he was going to get two years. Cam Newton was going to get two years, twenty-five million a year. No way. No, <laughs> and it would either no, be Washington there's, there's and no or way. New England that give it to him. I'm thinking to myself, okay, so you're telling you're going to tell me right now that the Patriots are going to go sign this guy for two to, to a two year fifty million dollar deal when they wouldn't give it to Tom Brady? No, they'll get Chris. They would get so lambasted. There's no way that he's getting fifty. Million I'll tell you what. If he does that, nobody's going to be offering him any rewards after that. I can tell you that right now. Listen, Newton's not getting fifty million gonna, from anybody. Belichick's even, not going to be getting any awards from there at that point. Chris, even if he goes to Washington, it, 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 he'll get more money than he got this year. Rivera's not going to give him that much money. Maybe he'll get six, seven million dollars. That's it, and, and and say, okay, come in and prove yourself again here too. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I you know, listen, it's yeah. again. Um, I, I hope I hope Belichick, but but you talk about Mark, you know. And, and I want to shift gears because I want to, because they're still in playoffs right now. So you hope, yeah, yeah, right. You hope Belichick. You hope Belichick wakes up a little bit and realizes, you know, the poor drafts that they've had. And I agree with you. It's a Casera that we talked about. That hey, maybe it's time for fresh blood. Maybe it's time for new, 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 new. Uh, you know, somebody new in your ear. You know, talking about the draft. Talking, Mark, you know I who guess. it's time for. Who? You know who should be. You and I. Is that what you're gonna say? Absolutely. And hey. uh, there's the new blood. There's the new blood that needs to be the, the, the new old blood, so to speak. There you go. Two clowns that have been, that have been, that have been, that have been uh, you know, handicapping the draft for the last 30 years. Okay. And uh, when they had about 15 rounds, you know, uh, I wish they would listen to us, Mark. But, but Chris, I don't know if you, you they would bring in Scott Pioli because Scott Pioli had ties to, Parcells, I, I, isn't it? Isn't he Parcells' son-in-law or something too? Yeah, I think so. yeah. I, I, What the I hell does that got to do with anything? Because I don't listen. Because I don't. What's think, he right Because I don't think Belichick's going to bring any someone that has a link to to, to Parcells. Because what? you don't want anybody that's going to show up at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> listen, What's the difference? Who the Dimitrioff, hell is Dimitrioff, Dimitrioff, Dimitrioff. You could see, I, I could see him maybe coming back here. I, I don't think Pioli ever comes back here just because of that connection, Chris. I really don't. Yeah, well, he wants to take, I think Dimitrov wants to take a year off. So, Mark, looking at looking at what we have, I mean, you know, and, and it, you talk about these vacancies. Well, so when you look at the Patriots, okay, and, and let's stay on that. I mean, we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about management. And I said it all season long that I think that, hey, it's got to start up top. I and mean, we keep looking at the players and their poor drafts and all, but there's got to be some some eyeballing to what the hell's going on in the personnel department as we've talked about all season long. Guys that they're losing. And look, they've lost at least four guys, high director position guys in the personnel department, in the scouting department, in director positions. They've lost to other places for the reason you talked about, that it's, you know, He's not really listening to us. Our voice, we feel like our voice is not heard, and they've moved on to greener pastures. You can't lose director position play, people every year like this and expect 
that you're going to have any success in the draft or in player personnel or bring in free agency or anything like that. So they better fix that problem. And also with the coaching staff, Mark, because there's nothing on the defensive side of the ball that impressed the hell out of me this year in tackling, in assignments, in disciplines, and penalties, and, you know, everything. You name it. They were deficient, you know? And so I'm looking at Mayo, and I'm looking at Steve Belichick, and I'm looking at these guys on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm wondering, you know, is this the best we have? Should we be looking at some other guys? And when you flip to the other side of the ball, Mark, you say, well, we're good with McDaniels. We're good with McDaniels because he's not going anyway. Well, Mark, look at all these openings now. There are now seven openings, head coaching openings. Detroit, the Jets, now Philadelphia, the Texans, Atlanta, Falcons, Jacksonville, and the L.A. Chargers, which I think is the best one. Mark, none of those I, – I, I, I saw this week, he hasn't been interviewed in one of those places, Josh McDaniels. What do no. you make of that? Well, he Chris, he, he, first of all, he – ruined himself by what he did with Indianapolis. So his reputation took a big hit. And then last year, he was bypassed by the Giants for Joe Judge. So uh, me personally, I didn't think Joe Judge's resume was better than, than, than McDaniels. But no, I found, none of but these I, guys are. But Chris, but I found the enemy, none of them. But Chris, I found it interesting that it was almost like Belichick went to bat for Judge last year to get him that job because I think there's people within the giant organization that still um, uh, show reverence to, to Belichick and respect him. And so I think Belichick's word carried weight with the giants for Joe judge. I'm wondering, well, why didn't he speak to the giants about McDaniels? So I'm wondering what's McDaniels and Belichick's relationship. Like is, I don't know. Is McDaniels there because Kraft is, is the highest paid assistant coach in football because of Kraft and Kraft keeps promising him. You're going to be the next coach. You're going to be the next coach because I, I don't know, but McDaniels, Chris, the, the, he, he's going to have to rebuild his reputation. I think the fact that we saw what they were like this year without Brady, I think it, it's become, Hey, they were only what they were because of Brady and no other reason. And McDay, you could have had, you know, look at what they got down in Tampa Bay. Left which, left which yeah, is, is another clown. Know. What is, you know, McDaniels, I think is going to, is got thrown into the same category as left, which, okay. We thought he was doing more than he was. Evidently it was all time show down there. So, yeah. You know. But Mark, isn't that a simplistic view though of it is to, to, to think to yourself, well, you know, it, it was all Brady. And I, I, you know, I hate that damn argument. Well, okay, you know, it was Chris, all Brady well, or it was all Belichick. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not, no, no. I'm not talking about the overall coaching of the team. I'm talking about offensively, the schemes and, and the system and things that they did. I mean, it's got to be a combination. Look, McDaniel well, it's not in Tampa Bay right now. I don't think. No, maybe not. But there's got to be some influence with Leftwich down there. There's got to be something. I mean, it isn't just Tom yeah, Brady yeah, yeah, sitting he, there. It's no, there be is. Right. I mean, no, there you're, is. No, you're right. There is some influence. He he holds the uh, what is that Surface Pro? He holds it for him. And he shines it before he gives it to him. He does. Left which gives him the surface, bro. That's all he does. What does he do? He wipes his he wipes his helmet down for him. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, okay? With with regard to McDaniel, you know, because if you look at this team this year, this past season, I gotta tell you, to, to be seven to to win seven games with that team, to me, and I know it's just crazy. That's an accomplishment. They were that that offense had nothing, Mark, 
I mean, they had, they were, that tight end, the tight end position was invisible. Asiasi caught a touchdown in the last week of the season. He ran a seven row. Finally, that's it. They, that, that, I don't need to look up the stats. By the, by the way, they Chris, had two, two three touchdowns. Chris, to by the way, did you look at Cam Newton stats against the New York Jets and the rest of the league? Cam Newton was an MVP that's threw, quarterback. That's where he threw the two, all the touchdowns. Yeah, in the two games against the Jets. So, he so only the threw Jets, eight. So the Jets are horrific. horrific. He only threw eight. Would he throw five of them against the Jets? Something like that, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, listen, I... But listen, McDaniel, Chris, I, McDaniel did... I mean, you could see the frustration on his face all season long. You know, with what he was doing, it was like doing. It was like trying to coach with one hand tied behind your back. It really was. And so, Chris, I'm happy right. they're retaining him. No, I, I'm I'm glad they're retaining him. I think if you give him the proper weapons and, and and a quarterback he could mold, I think he'll be successful. But getting back to your point about um, the fact that we won seven games and you think it's an accomplishment, I'm going to say something to that. Hmm. Is and I've been saying this to you since week four or five of the season. There's a lot of bad teams out there and a lot of bad coaching. You want to talk about, we want to talk about coaching vacancies, Chris, every week. I tell Chris every week, do you realize the amount of bad coaching that's in this league? When you yeah. watch these games and you watch decisions and you watch some of the, some of the plays that are called and, 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 and when these plays are called and you watch when these guys are calling timeouts, not calling timeouts, throwing challenges. Block management. Flags. Yeah. Block Just... management. Chris, there is a lot of bad coaching and bad teams because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I think Miami, everybody's throwing kudos and flowers at, at Flores and how good did Miami's defense is. I don't think, I think Miami stinks. Miami's nothing more than a 500 team themselves. If that the league is so bad, they won 10 games. They won 10 games. They're not a 10 win team by no means. Chris. Yeah, and, 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 and I know Joe, I know we got to go to break, but he, listen, and coming back on, we want to continue that because it's a perfect, perfect segue mark to what we want to talk about next which is just what you said, talking about what's left, what's left in the playoffs, what the hell it looks like, and what really does the NFL look like? How far, how, how long is it going to take the Patriots to get back? How yeah. really, how much long it really will it take to get back? Yeah. All that and more, Corso and Catone, right after this. Get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce. But you don't have anyone that's gonna give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we wanna always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with more Corso and Catone. And uh, Mark, listen, uh, we uh, want to thank our, our sponsor there, Special Sauce Podcast. Always very supportive of the show. Log on, check them out. They are uh, some smart guys over there uh, talking about some smart people over there talking about uh, finances. And, you know, Mark, probably things that you and I never really can use anyway, because, you know, how much, how much, how many, how many finances can we be bringing to the table to talk to? The, the, the boys over at the special sauce podcast, Marcus Aurelius. Anyway, Mark on the front side, we were talking about the, um, you know, what, what, how far new England is away really. Um, but I want to talk about the reaction to some of these games we saw this past weekend. First of yeah. all, what did you think? And I want to know what every one of you thought out there about super wild card weekend. They're calling it super wild card weekend, which is basically they added one more, uh, 
they added one more playoff team, the seventh team. They only had one bye. Um, what'd you think of that, Mark? Well, so I think that I liked it. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like to catch super, super, super wild card, right? I think it was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. As a Patriot fan, I don't necessarily know if I like the fact that they're only giving out one bye now going forward. If you know, but I think you're, you're why you think we were even going to sniff that yes, anyway? Yeah, absolutely, I do. <laughs> no, but I do think that. Uh, I think that it worked. I think the Super Wild Card created some excitement. I think it worked. You had a couple of uh, primetime games on Saturday night and Sunday night, um, and, and and I think that it worked. I think they 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 had, you know, you had a plethora of football. You had all day long football on Saturday and Sunday. Listen, the NFL is a cash cow and it's a ratings cow, right? Typically, and and people love to watch NFL football. So I I think it was great, and I would continue to, you know, I, I would definitely continue it. I hope that wasn't just a reaction to COVID because of the type of season they thought they were going to have, right? I think, I hope going forward that they keep this format with, with the same number of teams, that, you know, and, and because I think it's good for football, right? And, and I think it adds an, an excitement to it. Um, yeah, I, I do too. Last weekend was great, you know? Yeah, I do too. I Listen, I uh, again, um, it was exciting, you know, a lot of exciting football. It was pretty close games. I mean, they weren't, you know, they weren't, too much blowouts. I mean, some of these games were within a, a, a score or two um, of that. And, and, you know, the Tampa game even was too, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was when we thought that coming in, we thought that Tampa game against Washington was going to be, you know, they were just going to wipe the field with them. And look, I, you know, it was one of those typical Patriot playoff games where you never really felt, you never really felt like Washington. No, well, you was, never thought Washington would no, win the game. No, I mean, no. You, you know, but it's not like Tampa just, routed the team i mean it won 52 to nothing it wasn't like that it wasn't like the national championship game last night but like you know but the it was competitive you know i really thought in that particular game i really thought that uh talking about tom i really thought washington would put a lot more pressure on than they did you know i thought tampa handled that pressure well which tells me makes me want to agree with you more in thinking that tampa can go a little further um because but you know mark so now that, that that Tampa game and everybody expected him to win that game. I don't want to spend too much time on that, that game. Um, other than the fact that Brady played and, you know, I thought he looked fine. I mean, you know, the, he's still off a little bit. There's still some, you know, it's not clicking a little bit here and there, you know, and, and then to be honest with you, Mark, I don't, I don't know that Mike Evans is really gonna, I, I, I he just doesn't seem like a guy that's bought in there. Does he? No, he says it, but he doesn't look happy. Does he? No, he doesn't. I just think that, yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. The guy that I love, and you know I love him, is yeah, the kid Godwin. Yeah. And, and I, I really wish, and I think that was one of the best balls Brady threw all night, was the touchdown pass to Godwin. Um, I really would love to see him in a Patriot uniform next year. I know there's, there's several wideouts who are free agents that, that could fit here. We need so much help. I mean, I could probably fit here if I, you know, get myself back in shape. For oh, yeah. yeah, but the only thing you're missing are the gloves. That's it. The, gloves, the, and gloves, I mean, the gloves are about six inches, seven inches of yeah, height. Yeah, no, you, you, you're all good. set to go. Sure, absolutely. You, you, could run a, you can run a nine route with the best of them, man. You'll leave people in the dust, you know? Chris, listen, you know what I need? They need to bring back the stick them like Freddie Blitnikoff for me. <laughs> I need to stick them all over my body to catch the ball. <laughs> right. On your body is right. You should sort of right. hit you, hit you anywhere and just stick to you. Stick yeah. Right. But listen, but in all seriousness, I love Godwin. You know that. So, yeah. but you're right. There's something still that's not clicking a hundred percent with Brady. However, with that said, if they can protect them like they did last week, Chris, I honestly think they're going to beat New Orleans. I really, I really think so. 
I mean, I don't think New Orleans has as good of a front four as Washington does. So no, they don't. I, you know, I mean, they that's don't. why you give them a chance in that game. You do. You know, yeah. now again, if 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 Thomas is clicking, you know, Thomas was back first time in three weeks. Camaro uh, was back after the uh, COVID list thing or whatever reason he yeah. was out. Um, so maybe New Orleans gets back on track a little bit more and yeah. gets clicking a little bit more. But I like I listen out of some of these other games. You know, I, is it possible that LA with that front? I mean, that de- listen, out of all the teams I watched this weekend, they got the best defense in the, the NFL, best, Chris. the best defense in the NFL. That yeah. team is clicking on that side of the ball. They think about what they did, Mark. They went Chris, into that game. Chris, no quarterback. Talk about no question. quarterback. Chris, let me ask you a question. I know they're going to go into Denver, uh, Denver, Green Bay, right? I know they're going to go into Green Bay, but but listen, there's no fans at Lambeau. So you so you lose that advantage of of having that that crazy fan base at Lambeau, right? Because if you that they're right on top of you at Lambeau, the way the stadium is constructed, but they're not going to be there. So it's the weather it, that'll matter. If anything. the weather will matter, I don't know what the that weather favors is the like. defense. It favors defense. Could this team do what the Broncos did? I mean, Manning. Manning couldn't throw more than ten passes that year. His arm, he was, his arm was falling off for crying out loud. Could the could LA? Do what Denver did and ride that defense all the way through. I don't it know. De- it depends on what they get. It, honestly, it just depends on what they get from the quarterback spot. I mean, you're talking about a team. You're talking about a team that went into that game, okay, and had they had no quarterback. No. I mean, the kid that the kid that they were playing, all right, went out early in the game, and now you bring Goff back in, and for whatever what, reason, what he had screws in his elbow, finger, or something. Screws. He, he had three screws the ball. in his thumb. Plus, I don't think they all. I don't think they have all that much confidence in him to begin with anyway. Golf anymore with the second yeah. half of the season he had, but he's got pins. He's got pins in his thumb, and he's trying to throw the ball. You could see it. He couldn't throw the ball. So you're playing. You're playing a football game, a playoff football game without, you know, really without a, a, a good serviceable quarterback. And they still, you know, one going away as far as I'm concerned. I mean, yeah. that defense was lights out. So, Mark, listen. If, Chris, if Donald's healthy, and they say he is, it, it, could they say oh, he They'll do went, whatever they got to do to get him on the field. No, Are you but kidding they, me? But they said he could have went back in the game. If, it was, if that game was close, he was he was itching to come back, and they said, yeah. no, 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 we're going to hold you out. If Donald's healthy. Cup is who you got to worry about a little if bit. Don, yeah. yeah, Cup you got to worry about. But if Donald's healthy, Chris, they could wreak havoc because, remember, the left tackle for Green Bay is out. He's out yeah. for the year. He hurt his knee. So without yeah. that left tackle, Don, where do you think Donald's lining up? He's going to line up over that on that left side of the line all night, and he's going to come. He's going to come after Rodgers. Yeah, listen, I it could line up, and, and this 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 just sounds like this is just Tom, this is just Brady like, isn't it? Isn't it? You you get L.A. going there, all right, and they pull the upset and they beat Green Bay, and guess who's hosting? And you beat New Orleans and you're hosting. Guess who's hosting? That means no, that means Tommy Boy doesn't have to leave Tampa in order to get, win a, another ring, a seventh ring. So, you know, it could all line up beautifully for him. So is that. But, Mark, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I give I give L.A. every chance. And I'll, you know me. I'll always give defense a chance. But, Mark, tell me something. Not to switch gears too fast, but what the hell happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> listen, and Steve, this is for you out there. We're gonna we're, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk for our good friend Steve, who I know is a huge, huge Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Well, Steve, I don't know you, Steve, but I know Pittsburgh folded like an accordion. I know that. Oh my! 
awful, absolutely awful. Listen, listen. Roethlisberger looked old. He looked like he looked like yeah, he got he a little looked, bit listen, back as the game minute, went on. What did he get back? He played against a coachless <laughs> team. Listen, how about he pulled the Cam Newton he, against Denver in the Super Bowl? He didn't want to jump on the fumble in the end zone. He was afraid to jump on the ball. Yeah, I know what happened there. I don't know what happened there. Uh, look, all I can tell you is there. And I got it. And I got a, I got a, uh, a message from a friend of mine too at the beginning of that game. Uh, like which team, which team isn't ready to play today? You would think, you would think that the team that's missing the head coach and three other coordinators or three other position coaches, okay? And I'm missing four players, a couple of which are, what, Hayden, I think was one of them they were missing. Good, good quality, good, good, good football players. And the head coach who, by the way, is the, am I am wrong in saying he's the play caller there? I'm pretty sure he is, right? He's the play caller. So you're missing all those guys, and here comes Pittsburgh on the field, and they and and, and Chris, they decide the play, the they didn't decide to show game. up until the second Chris, quarter. Didn't the first, was it the first play of the game? Pounce, he snapped the ball over his head. Over his head. Over his head. He, he snapped the ball over right in. At that moment, you knew. And then Roethlisberger proceeded to throw pick after pick after pick, and you know, you wonder to yourself. Listen, I don't wonder anything to myself. I know what the well, hell is wrong all, with that you, team. Well, you, well, well, they got great coaching. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's wrong with that team. Look, that team, the Pittsburgh, for those of you who like the Pittsburgh Steelers or for the Patriots fans who can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers and love hearing this, as a Patriots fan, I hope they stay with Tomlin for the rest of their existence, okay? Because I'm telling you now, as long as that person as long as that guy is the head coach of that team, they will never win. They're never going to win a championship. And let's face it, the Pittsburgh Steelers are similar to the New England Patriots in, in the sense of well, Chris, you're not competing for a championship. Chris, what the hell are you doing it for? Chris, didn't Tomlin win one Super Bowl? Yeah, but that was a residual. That 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 was that was going off the coattails of Coward. Right? Okay. You know, that 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 was that was a Switzer. That was a Switzer championship, if I've ever seen one. That's a Barry Switzer thing coming right. off uh, Jimmy Johnson okay. at the, with the All Dallas right. Cowboys. I mean, come right. on. You know? right. So well, I to, will say this, Chris. I will agree with you. As long as he's coaching, they will never beat New England in a playoff game as long as Belichick's coaching because he will never out-coach him, ever. No. Ever. He's, he, look, he, look, he may be a good guy. He may be a player's guy. The players you know? love him, Chris, and that's what keeps his job. The players love him. Well, that and the fact that that and the fact that Pittsburgh never fires coaches. They don't fire. They had what three coaches in their whole history. And they do go to the playoffs every year, Chris. Typically, right? Yeah, but 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 is that enough? So so you go to the playoffs every year. Look with Mark, with the talent that team has and has had. You couldn't make it work with Bell. It was Bell's fault. You couldn't make it work with Antonio Brown. It was Antonio Brown's fault. You couldn't, you know, it's just, and now it's Juju Smith-Schuster. Now it's no, his Chris, bad. That's, but that's a pattern there. So it's a huge these, pattern. Yeah, you got these guys that turn into cuckoo clocks and, and, and on his watch, and it's almost like it's allowed until it gets too out of control, and then he has to pull them back, and then they got to separate themselves from the guy. Mark, they're they all cuckoo sep- clocks. No, I they're know all, that. They're but, all well, cuckoo, I'm cuckoo clocks. I'm a cuckoo clock. What the <laughs> heck is wrong with me? a cuckoo clock. They're all cuckoo clocks. When you when you start giving people, when you start giving human beings the kind of money that these guys have, okay, and the kind of pampering that these guys have, when you start giving guys like you start giving anybody, I don't care who it is, you start giving people like that all that kind of privilege, all right, you're all, you're all gonna be cuckoo clocks. That's it. That's the bottom line. Who can manage the cuckoo clocks the best? 
You know, Joe can't figure out how to manage us. So how the hell, you know, Joe just shut my mic off. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, but listen, seriously, as long as he's there, he can't, he can't figure out how to, that team is got so much talent. Uh, They have so much talent in that team, top to bottom. And, and before you could say, well, the defense wasn't in, wasn't right. And then no, that team has got plenty of talent that they should be in it every year. And they should be where New England was every single year competing for a championship, not dusting for the playoffs, not when we first round, second round and getting beat by New England. I'm talking about competing for a Super Bowl. That team should be a that that organization should be ashamed of himself. Because I'll tell you what, if you could combine, if you could take the player personnel department of the Pittsburgh Steelers and and, the New and, England. and, and marry that to the, the the coaching staff of the New England Patriots, unstoppable they would be. Because that team drafts well. The Steelers draft well, they draft, and they Baltimore, get free agents Baltimore, too. The Baltimore drafts well. I can't stand them, but they draft well. So, and that was, you know, and that was another game too. I was happy to see, you know, that was another game. I was happy to see the Baltimore game, how Baltimore, you know, I don't like Baltimore. I don't like Tennessee. You know, I, I, I don't really like these teams, but for some reason I've developed a disdain for Mike Vrabel. And you would think I would like Vrabel because he was a Patriot and he won Super Bowls with New England, but I don't know. I've developed this disdain for Vrabel. I just think he's such a cocky, arrogant guy that I want to see him get slapped down every single time he steps on the field. I don't, and I don't even care who it's against, including Baltimore at this point. You know, you see, Mark, the problem I have with Baltimore, the reason why I'm, I, I don't really, they're not relevant to me anymore is because as long as they have Lamar Jackson, they're not going to win a Super Bowl. That's it. End of story, period. The, the, the guy can't throw to the edges, okay? And as soon as he starts to slow down a little and he can't run the ball like he can, that team's finished. They're done. And Hobble knows it, Mark, right? No, he knows it. Of course he does. He knows it. Listen, Hobbob, at some point, Chris is going to have to make a decision. Okay, I get it. They want a playoff game. Okay, they want a playoff game this weekend. Was it because of Lamar Jackson's throwing? No. He ran the ball for 100 yards. And Vrabel, horrible game plan. Horrible. Horrible coaching, horrible game plan by Vrabel. But based on what Jackson did, you ain't never, you're not winning a championship based on how they won that game on, on uh, was it Sunday? They're going to get apps. Well, I shouldn't say that. They, they could beat Buffalo. They could beat Buffalo. I think well, that, they'll, get, they'll get, listen, the, from what I saw this past weekend, Chris, unless something crazy happens, Pat Mahomes, Mahomes is walking into the Super Bowl from the AFC side. He's walking in without you don't give Cle- you don't back. give Cleveland a chance. I don't give Cleveland a chance, and I'm going to tell you something, Chris. They're going to destroy Baltimore or Buffalo, whoever, whichever one of those teams goes Arrowhead. It's going to be a, 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 a debacle. They're going to get slaughtered. What did you make of the Buffalo Bills' performance? Buffalo should have lost the game, Chris. First of all, another guy, Rivers, old. Downside of his career, missed guys, wide open guys, missed guys, threw balls behind guys that were open, threw balls too late to to guys that were open. The field goal kicker left, what, six to ten points on the board, right? Um, Buffalo, listen, uh, Bill's Mafia, Bill's Mafia. You want to talk about cuckoo clocks, Bill's Mafia. Are they nuts? They had some guy on the TV, Pinto Jim or something, with a Buffalo Bills hat. The the other, Please. Buffalo should have lost, Chris. They, they, I don't. I'm not impressed with Buffalo. I haven't been impressed with Buffalo all year. I've told you that I think Buffalo is a phony team. 
Yes, the quarterback has made strides, but listen, even in that game Saturday, Chris, he got away with a couple of, you know, he he had that ball, he fumbles at the end with like three minutes to go at midfield. They they, they can't jump on the ball. Yeah. Uh, 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 Indianapolis, they would, you know what I mean? So, so, do, so honestly, you, so I, think like I, think, I think Baltimore, I think Baltimore is going to go in there and beat them because they can run the because he with Jackson. because Jackson's going to run the ball all over the field the on that defense and control the clock. And I think that you know Dobbins is going to run the ball. You can run the ball on Baltimore on uh, Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to get beat. I don't think Diggs is going to have quite the day that he wants to have with Peters over there on that side. I don't think he will either. I think you're right. I think Peters will slow Humphreys, him Peters. down. Peters will slow him down just enough to win that game. I think. And that's so, what, I, what I think. So, so then in the in the AFC Championship game, then it's going to be Baltimore, Kansas City, and Kansas City's going to roll them. And on the roll. other side, yeah, I, I listen. I think I think Kansas City has the ability to flip the switch anytime they feel like it's kind of like 0304 Patriots, where yeah, it is. It is at any it, given it, it time really they could turn it on it and is. it was over. Yeah, you know, it really is. It is 0304 Patriots. It is. Who um, do you like on the other side? Who do you who do you who do you put the in the championship side, game? You're gonna go ahead and say it. Say it. They all want to hear it. Say it. No, 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 no. Reluctantly, though, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm gonna go to that game second. Reluctantly, I'm gonna go with Green Bay, even though I, everything, everything in my head tells me that the Rams are on a roll defensively, and they could they could parlay this into a Super Bowl run like Denver did, based on what I watched Sunday. Everything tells me, or Saturday, whatever they played, that team, Chris, that defense is poised to carry them deep. And when I say deep, they could go into the Green Bay and knock them off. But I'm going to pick Green Bay just because of Rodgers. And he'll in the find, other game? He'll and find the- a way to win. Do you honestly got to ask me who's winning the other game? <laughs> I already told you. All Tampa right. Bay, baby. Tampa Bay. And yeah, that I- cartoon character coach. I think New England. I, I think New Orleans is going to find a way. And I said New England. I, I I slipped and said New England. And there's a reason I think I slipped. Because the last thing I'll say about that is I, I think New Orleans is going to win that game. And the reason I do is because didn't it remind you a lot watching that New Orleans playoff game the other day? Yeah. It reminded me a lot of typical Patriot playoff games. It did. You know it did. where it was. It for some reason it seemed to be a tight game score wise. You know throughout. Um, where Chicago hung around and then this would, you know, the, the Tennessee's of the world and Indianapolis and Houston, and those teams would do this against New England in the playoffs where they would hang around, hang around. The score would be close and you didn't really even realize the score was close because you never felt threatened. You know, there was never a time in the game where you felt like Chicago was going to even come close to winning that game, even though the score was semi-close. And then at the end of the fourth quarter, the Patriots would pull away. And in this case, New Orleans pull away, pulled away. I just don't think that Tampa's going to have enough um, to, to go in there and beat them. So that's the matchup. So, Mark, Chris, what I I'm want... Gonna, before we go to break, I'm going to go one step Well, I got a question prediction. for you before I'm going to go, go one step further with my prediction. Mm. Brady's throwing four or five touchdowns Sunday then, night. Four then Breeze is going to throw six. He ain't throwing six. They're losing. Four or five Brady's throwing. I'm telling you right now. So, Mark, and I ask all of you out there, too. Out of all the quarterbacks that are left in the playoffs right yep. now, yep. okay, you can have one to win one game. You can have one to win one game. Who is it? Hmm. Ha. <laughs> and I put this to you out there, too. Come on. Let's hear from you. All right. This is At this stage of their careers, this is going to surprise you. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. 
Really? Now, see, that's a tell me why. Tell us why, please, because, because that is not think, something I that is not who I thought you would select. Because right. I think Chris taking my emotions out of it, watching Brady this year, he did have some games where he, he just looked like he, he he wasn't the same quarterback. Yes, he's on a hot streak right now. Why? It's money time, right? And and I guess maybe I should pick him because when it's money time, you know he's there, right? But I just think watching Rodgers this year, Chris, he reminds me of Brady five or six years ago. It's like this is like his last hurrah, and he's reached the pinnacle of, of all his powers uh, uh, this year. It's like Rodgers is almost unstoppable. So if you ask me this year, I got to win one game. Who are you picking? I'm, I, I'm going to have to go Rodgers. I know you're going to pick Brady. I'm picking Mahomes. Oh, you're picking Mahomes. I'm picking Mahomes. I'm going to tell you why I'm not picking. No, no. I'm going to tell you why I'm not picking Mahomes. Because in Bill, we trust. Almost shut him down in the regular season game with, 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 with the little sisters of the poor. We have nothing on that team and we almost beat him. <laughs> nothing. Mark, listen to me. This kid. Okay. He has the ability to just turn it on, flip a switch, will the whole team to win. And the reason I don't pick it, and the reason I, I put him just slightly ahead of Brady, and I say, you know, slightly ahead of Brady, because Brady would be the second guy that I would choose, is because... So you put Rodgers third. Third. Mark, look, to, to me right now, Rodgers and Brady are, are the same guy, right? They're playing the same. Like, like, in other words, Brady's having more success throwing touchdowns right now. He's having more success. Chris, look at all Rodgers is good as Devontae Adams and nobody but else. But he doesn't. But, 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 and Brady put, doesn't. Put, have, Brady's put, devoid of any coaching Chris, over there. I any support. Chris, put Rodgers. And look at what he's that. doing. Chris, if you gave Rodgers all those weapons that he's got on Tampa, oh, good nah, Lord. I take Brady. Oh, and the, But Lord. the reason why I take Mahomes over Brady right now is because. If you can bring somebody up, if you can get somebody in Brady's face, he can't deal with a pass rush at all. No, not anymore. He can't. He just can't do it. And that's why I give him the slight edge. But nah, you know what? Nah, after Mark, after what you've seen for the last 20 years, okay, taking Mahomes out of this. If what you oh, see the last oh, 20 my years, kid. how oh, the my hell kid. are you going to not put Brady oh, on the field kid. when you listen, have a chance okay. to win? Listen, I was trying to be objective. Of course, nah, I'll take objective. Brady. That's I tried. What, that's not what Corso Catone do. Listen, I tried. We're not objective. I so, tried. So, Mark, and then we're going to break now. We're gonna we're gonna have a short break and come back. But Mark, the New England, who you know what? I'm gonna save this question for I'm gonna save this question for the next. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about this one final question about football that this show completely was dominated by football, and it should be dominated by football. It's the NFL playoffs right now. But when we come back, we want to talk about the Celtics a little bit, talk about the NBA uh, on a on a short break, and uh, more Corso and Catone after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone. The real deal, New England Field. Thanks to the people over at Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal law firm. Allow us to be your voice, Mark. 
Who's the quarterback for the New England Patriots in 2021? Go. Chris Corsa. Come on, come on. Who's the quarterback for the New England Patriots 2021? Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Why? How? How? How does that happen? How does it come to be? Because he's going to get what he originally wanted. And then next year, you and I are going to sit here at this time. And, and then we can really, I think, say, okay, where are we as a franchise going forward? Um, because I honestly think, Chris, uh, if you, I've looked at quite a few draft boards. And they have San Fran taking a quarterback in the first round. And they have them somehow prying Ryan out of Atlanta. Um, yeah, I, I think he's ready to move on from Garoppolo. I think he's, he's, you know, with his injury history, the, the money they're paying him. Um, rumor was they were shopping him last year, Chris. They were, and, and then they changed their mind and they took him off off of the the um, the trading block. I mean, after they went to the Super Bowl and they they, they were debating they debating it this year. I from what I've read, they are absolutely going to shop him around and see what what what's out there for him. And if they do that, you know, the first person they're calling is Belichick. There's absolutely no way they're not. Yeah. And the well, question is, how much do you give up for a guy like that? That's the, the other question. Well, you gave a second. You, 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 uh, they so do you give you a, second, a second? You got to get, so do you give a second back or is his I value going down? I had to have gone down with his injury history with, 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 with well, his I'm inability gonna to stay on I'm going to tell you what St. Fran's biggest need is Chris. On the and when though, Mark, listen ball. though, but when Chris, though, but Chris, also, listen, San Fran's biggest need on the defensive side of the ball is corner. They would take a draft pick, maybe fourth, fifth round pick in Gilmore. I don't think you need to give up that much, do you? Well, maybe you don't, but I think you go, if you give them Gilmore and something else, you'll entice you. I think that's enough to get Garoppolo out of there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, but you know, Mark, I think for some reason that something in me tells me that they're going to work this out with Gilmore, that they're going to extend him. I feel okay, like they're going I'm to just saying Gilmore, Chris, because what else do you have for 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 collateral to give up? What do you just, have? Just your capital and trade value. That's it. That's it. Just I trade picks. If, I don't know if that's enough, Chris. Uh, I mean, uh, draft value. Uh, because I don't, know, I don't know if that's enough. Well, I do because I, look, look, they gave they gave they gave New England a second round pick for him. Okay. But I think if I, you're going to pull the trigger, Chris, it's going to happen before the draft. You can't, well, that's you, the, you can't play this game like they did last year after the draft. Still don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the uh, you know, that's the question that becomes. What, when is it done? When is it done? Because they have the, they have the number 10 pick in the draft. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think he will, but Fields could fall there. If Fields falls there, they take him. I've also seen them, Chris, on two or three different draft boards taking the kid from, was it, the kid that didn't play from North Dakota State? Is that where he's from? Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they could uh, they could be looking at him too. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 that, and that's a um, uh, Shanahan kind of guy. You know, that's a, definitely a Shanahan kind of guy. He, gets a, get, he can get the ball down the field. He can. They say he can make every yeah. throw. I don't know. They played one game this year. Um, but – yeah, listen. Then, then wouldn't wouldn't it wait then until the draft? So you wouldn't be seeing this happen until the draft. I mean, I, should New England get their quarterback situation solved quicker? Well, than I, w- I would like to see. Well, I, I'm going to tell you what, Chris. I think if you make the deal just before the draft happens, I think that solidifies the fact that in, in that ten hole, they're taking a quarterback. Either it's the kid from North Dakota State, San Francisco, whether it's the kid from BYU, whether it's Fields, one of those three guys will be at, will be there at ten. You're not four quarterbacks aren't going one through nine. 
Yeah. Okay. Because no, obviously Lawrence is the first guy picked, right? So, yep. so one of the if they like one of those other if they like those other three guys or they think one of them would fit, there is a very good chance they'll be there at ten for you. So, if, you know, so I, I if it's not Garoppolo, Chris, I don't know where you go. Is not at Peterson's gone. Another stiff out of Philly. I don't They're think Wentz, I don't think Wentz is going anywhere. I think Wentz stays now. Well, so Mark, so then Mark, Mark said that's Mark's choice for quarterback in the Patriots. What's your choice to be? I, I'm I'm going to reserve my answer. Uh, we don't reserve our answers. I'm going to reserve show. my answer till next week, where I'm going to reveal what I think is going to happen oh, with the, with the coach with the uh, quarterback. I um because honestly, there's a piece of me that doesn't want to see it, but I think Cam Newton's going to be back here next year. I I really I I think. Chris, with all how my... do you bring him back here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then we're in a little, we're going to get into that a lot more next week. And uh, you know, I want to uh, we hear we hear from our good friend over at Special Sauce Podcast, Marcus Aurelius. He's asking us, uh, no Patriots in the playoffs. Tommy's in Tampa. What's next? Larry Bird, Danny Ainge, back on the court. Hey, Mark, it's a that's a that's a print. Thank you for the for the chat in, uh, Marcus over at uh, Special Sauce Podcast. Check them out. Uh, that brings us perfectly into our next topic, Mark, which is the NBA Celtics. You know, listen, we are a sports show. We are not just a Patriots broadcast any longer, even though it's uh, still NFL season. We want to talk about the other Boston sports. And right now, Celtics, Celtics are doing damn good right now. they got issues with COVID. Um, they have a skeleton team right now. Looking at some guys like Tatum, Brown, all these guys are going to be out now. I think Tatum's out for 10 to 14 days. Mark, what do you make of this with with the COVID and all these shutdowns with these with this league right now? I mean, do you think this team is headed for the bubble again? Listen, rumor was they contemplated some kind of a a, a revised bubble, not what they had last year for the NBA, and they didn't go with it. I got news for you, Chris. They're gonna have to do something, or they're gonna have to bring these players in, and 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 have some kind of a conversation with them because you're going to. Listen, because your rosters are small, it's not like the NBA, right? I'm sorry, the NFL. So if you have four or five guys with COVID in the NFL, you can play, right? Yeah. You you lose four or five guys in the NBA. What's the limit? I think the limit seven. is eight, seven, seven. eight, eight. Seven. I thought it was eight. Is it seven? Whatever no, it's it is. seven guys. So, I mean, at some point, Chris, it becomes a safety issue too, right? So if you got guys quarantining and you got seven or eight guys on your team for two or three games in a row, at some point, you're going to risk injury because guys are going to be getting a heck of a lot more minutes than they're probably accustomed to getting. Right. You're going to be, you know, pulling muscles and, and, and all kinds of different things. Right. So the NBA is, is got to do something, Chris, because I think they're in trouble. Um, You know, Celtics what just canceled two games, but you could see a, a real quick spread. And if you do now, what do you do? If you're yeah, the, they can't, the commissioner, more, more games were canceled tonight as well. Um, You know, the thing, the thing about it is, yeah, I think it can. Look, with COVID, they know a lot more than they did. You know, yeah. the 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 yeah. experts, the medical people, know a lot more than they used to know when they first came well, Chris, out. Chris, it feels like years. It feels like freaking years that passed since COVID came the out. Celtics, didn't, they, didn't they have three of the players that are quarantining all in the car together with no mask? Well, this was this was the thing. So you that's, had that stupidity. Yeah. Well, you had Edwards, Williams, Thompson uh, among one or two others, I think, that were all drove together, and I think Edwards was the only guy wearing a mask in the car and the rest of them, I think all, all have it now. So, um, yeah, I mean the whole, 
there's so much more that's known. Mark, did you hear this? This is what's interesting. And when I say about there's so much more known now, the CDC is saying that it's extremely difficult that you're not going to get this from playing basketball. You're not going to yes, get it I on the that. court. Yep. They're saying that you need to be, you need to be in constant contact. And I think that's, that was a little unclear to me. Is it, is it a nonstop contact or is it, but it's constant contact with someone for, for more than 15 minutes at a time. Okay. And then, and then obviously the other protocols, no mask, uh, social distancing and so on and so forth. But if you're within, if you're in con close contact with somebody that has it for more than 15 minutes, then you're susceptible to it. You're, you, you know, the likelihood of you getting it is, is very high. And they're saying that on the basketball court, you're just not around the, you're not around other players long enough, you know, with their guarding them and they're backing in and, and, and it, it blows your mind to hear something like that. Cause you think, Oh, of all the sports, they're kind of really close to each other. You know, they're, they're facing up, they're posting up. Oh yeah. But if, if you think about that, that it does make sense because you're really not around a guy for more than 50, 15 well, you know, seconds yeah. at a time, never yeah, mind no, 15 no, minutes. No, you're right, Chris. So Where I, I it's going to be a problem, time. Mark, is off the court. Yeah, and, and, and the NBA players are notorious for, for, for going out, partying, you know, going going to strip clubs and doing all that craziness, right? So so I guess that is, that's going to be an issue that they're going to have to deal with. So heading, you know, that's a, it's a league that may be heading for the bubble again. And now they're talking about, well, maybe as it gets closer to playoffs, then they'll go to the, bub the bubble. Because look, you took a, take, a, take a team like the, the Celtics right now, who are high up there in, 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 in uh, after 10 games um, in, in win percentage. And they're right at the top of the league. And these two guys, you know, Tatum and Brown, you know, they're, they're playing better. I, I saw a stat, Mark, comparing after eight games comparing Tatum and Brown to Bird and McHale. Now, understand that I'm not sitting here saying that Tatum and Brown are Bird and McHale right now. But after eight games, okay, you had Bird and McHale at 426 points combined, 53.9% percentage, shooting percentage, okay? Tatum and Brown, 425 points and 53.1% shooting percentage. And those two guys, these two guys, Tatum and Brown, I don't even think have come close hitting their ceiling yet what's this team going to look like if if we could stay oh, healthy know, covid yeah. wise what yeah. is this team going to look like mock they still need another piece chris that they that danny Ainge doesn't seem willing to pull the trigger on they need a piece right I, I, as good as these two guys are they, you don't think they could piece it together with the with the, what they have and those two guys no well, I, listen, I'm going to tell I, you why I'm going to tell you why, Chris, because because these other teams have a third like typically you have a third guy. Right. Or somebody else that can. Well, the Lakers can, didn't have a third guy, though. They didn't. But I think the Lakers only won it last year. Chris, I told you this when they won it. They only won it because of the bubble, because LeBron had eight weeks to get himself healthy. So did Anthony Davis. When you have the grind of an 82 game season or in and, and, and then you got to go into playoffs and you only got Davis and, 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 and LeBron. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have won a championship last year, Chris, with just those two guys. If they went through an entire season the way it was set up, right? Um, the other thing I will say is this: is I don't know if the Celtics have the right chemistry, Chris, right now to win a championship. I think Marcus Smart is a. We want to talk about. We were talking about cuckoo clocks before. You want to talk about cuckoo clocks? Yeah. I, 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 you know, I think. I think. Maybe I should rephrase this, Chris. Maybe they can win a championship with those two guys. I shouldn't say they can't. I just don't think with this particular team they will. I think you, the chemistry is a little off. I think you need a couple of other pieces to change the chemistry of this team. And then, yeah, they can win a championship. 
Well, I will say this. I'll tell you this about you bring up Marcus Smart. He's a guy that may end up on the block because what I saw last week, you know, you're talking about when they won that game, uh, Joe, tell me, who's that game against that they won at the buzzer there where uh, Pritchard put up the shot, Smart's miss. First of all, okay, with, with seconds left in the game, you have Tatum, you have Brown on the court, and for some reason, Marcus Smart decides he needs to drive the lane and take the shot. What can you can you imagine LeBron and Anthony Davis in LA with some other clown driving the lane and taking the last shot and missing it? What that reaction would be? LeBron would LeBron would throw stuff the ball down this guy's mouth, down his throat. First, so so there's that issue to begin with right there. That Marcus Smart is even comes close to taking the shot. I'd put him on the bench if I'm Stevens and say, hey, look, from now on in the last second, just sitting here. We got guys that can do this, you know? So neither Brown nor Tatum even take the last shot. And Pritchard makes a fantastic, who, by the way, I think is, is, is going to be a hell of a good player, this Pritchard. He comes back, he follows, and he takes a shot, and they go up with point two left. They go up by two points or one point or two points in that game. To, and, and, and that's where they won the game. So now, not only does Smart do the wrong thing and drive the lane and take, take and by the way, the guy he was, uh, that, that was guarding him was a complete stiff that he should have been able to take to the basket. And, you know, he came up short. So not only does Pritchard make the, make the uh, get the rebound and, and, and the putback, okay? Marcus, and, and now the whole Celtics team is celebrating, and this clown proceeds to start yelling at the official, throw the, he throws the ball in a different direction, and he's mm -hmm. yelling at the official because he didn't get the call. By the way, a guy who flops that much and is on the ground, is on the floor more than upright, is never going to get the call. He's never going to get the call in the NBA because he hits the ground too much. He hits the floor too much. So this guy is complaining to the, the officials about not getting the call when his team just went up with point, point two left in the game to win the game. What the hell is wrong with this guy? What if he got teed up there, Mark? He should Chris, have gotten teed up there. Chris, men mentally, there's something off. He's not right. There's something mentally not right with that kid. I'm going to tell you that right now. He's explosive. He had an issue when he was at Oklahoma State in college. I think he had an issue where, where he, he, I don't know if it was a chair issue. There was something with him in college. I forget what it was, where he got violent. And, and there's something not right with this kid. But he, I'm telling you, Chris, the chemistry of the team needs to be he, – he needs to go. You're right. It, there needs to be a little a switch in chemistry for this team to win a championship. Yeah, you know what? I agree. And listen, uh, we got to get the break and uh, come back. We're going to come back with our closing remarks. Hey, Mark, it's already been a show. It's already wow. been a show by – you know, time time really flies. Uh, you know, and hopefully next week we're going to get into more more Bruins baseball talk. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Mark, with the Celtics. I think maybe they're a year off, but I think these two guys are for real. When we come yeah. back, we're going to give you our talk about our preview, our next show, and uh, give you our closing remarks. More Corso and Catone after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group.
Back in with Corso and Catone and, and Mark, our uh, premiere show is coming to a close. And jeez, uh, man, I, I'm 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 fired up. I could go I could go for another hour and a half. I can go for another two hours. This was fun, Mark. This was, was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, the, the, you know, I know we talked a lot of football for those of you that are watching us out there. And 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 like Chris said, it's because it's it's playoff time. We should be talking football, right? This is the time of the year that we talk football, right? And we're, I mean, we're always going to have a little bit of football in every show we have because that's that's Chris and I. We're nuts about football, right? I mean, that's what we do. We eat, drink, and sleep football, but. Next week, I think on our next show, we are definitely going to get into more more topics and, and 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 get into some other things that a lot of sports fans in New England also want, want to hear about. So so that that will be coming for those of you who are like, well, we talked a lot of football tonight. Of course we did, but that we'll be throwing in a lot more topics next week. Absolutely, and some of the social issues that that surround us right now that deal with sports that direct really directly relate to sports. We're going to get into that. Hockey's starting up too, so we're going to talk a lot about that. Mark, this was fun. I. Uh, I had a lot of fun today and uh, so happy that we're going to be back doing this every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's 7 p.m. Eastern up on YouTube. Joel will have us up chatting live so we can hear from you. Our phone number is there. It's out there. You can go back and listen to the show. But, Mark, some people to thank today. Uh, as always, we want to thank some of our sponsors. Uh, I want to thank the people over at Special Sauce Podcast. Also, the uh, people over at JAG Media Productions. Uh, Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal law firm, allow us to be your voice. Uh, the people over at Studio 42 Graphic Designs, excellent, excellent outfit in North Providence, Rhode Island. See Marianne. And Mountain View Home Watch and Security, Scottsdale's leading private home and security firm. Again, next week, Tuesdays, 7 p.m., join Mark and I to talk sports, all New England sports. Everything's on the table. We want to hear from you. And want to hear your thoughts on all the goings on in the sports world, whether it be in New England or around the country. But we are the real deal New England feel. For Marketone, I'm Chris Corso. We'll see you next week. So long, everyone.